We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, how you doing? This is, uh, I think, the second time that that the big guy and I have been together. <laughs> yeah, ready Solo. to rock and roll. Ready to rock That's and right, roll. Baby. Sean, I told you, man, no fat jokes in the show. Okay, we've talked about this. We've talked about <laughs> right. this. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll, man. I thought, what better way to to get together, Sean, than to talk about practice? Since you and I know I'm both out there today, talking about practice, and we yeah. thought we were gonna, we thought we were getting a bonus when they said, hey, instead of just five periods, you're gonna get. 10 periods well first yeah. they said well, nine then eight. they said 10 yeah it's like eight then yeah, yeah it went up and then yeah incrementally Got a full practice yeah we get out there and they said hey coach says you can watch the full practice so we yeah. weren't going to complain and no not at all up, well like, and and, I, and i'll give Notre Dame credit sean because i have been very critical about the lack of access that we get and i mm-hmm. still believe that you know we we should get more especially during the spring right right but the reason they switched it to today is because they went over Friday's practice and it's a bunch of walkthrough stuff. It wasn't going to be very entertaining. Because and they're so, going to have like a pretty, pretty hard scrimmage. Right. It sounds like on Saturday. Right. So. so the fact that they did that, I, I thought that was classy. Be honest with you. I mean, look, yeah. Yeah, we can still say, Hey, we should get more blah, 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 blah. But in this instance, because the, the, the previous administration wouldn't do that. Remember that one fall camp practice we went to and it was like, every player was wearing a different number. And it was like, oh, it's like fun. It's like a, Walk you just felt like they were screwing teams. with you half the time. Yeah, you know? so I thought it was very cool, and I very much appreciate the fact that Notre Dame switched the practice to today so that way we could actually see some stuff because there was a lot of scrimmaging, a lot of one-on-one, a lot of competition today. So mm-hmm. it's very good to to be able to get out there. So hats off to Notre Dame for that little switch and letting us see the whole practice. So absolutely, much appreciated. Absolutely. Like I think you've probably said it. I know I've said it before myself. It – if you only get the one full practice where you have these other, you know, the short snippets, the five practice periods, it doesn't do a lot because you're mostly just watching drills and stuff like that. So right. you don't, you, there's, you don't have anything to compare that one full practice to if, if that's all you have it, you basically you have that in the blue gold game. So, yeah. you know, like is if a guy 
has a a bad day, then that's the impression. Yeah, with everyone. Yeah, so and so had a bad spring. Well, what makes you think yeah. that? Well, the one practice I was at, exactly. he did not do well. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I thought it was a great practice, Sean. I I do. I just kind of overall yeah. looking at it from the 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 day, you know, just the structure of it. They obviously did a lot of a lot of individual early work, some special teams work, did the individual work, did the the RVA routes on air. So we got to see a lot of that. Uh, did some one-on-ones on both ways, seven on seven, and then a ton of, ton of team, ton of scrimmaging today. The, the foundation of the practice was, uh, it was another, the, the one, the only thing I would say, oh, not that I dislike it. I mean, it's not that I dislike it, but it just, it means we haven't seen like the base offense a whole lot mm-hmm. in team. Cause uh, this was another day where they were working a ton on, Dime, nickel, yeah. and blitzing. Yeah. And very similar just, to the last Saturday practice. Right. And I'm just telling you, Sean, as a former coach, if it's April and your offense is ripping up your defense on a blitz day, you got a lot, a lot of problems on defense. It's a period. And this is, I'm saying this because people need to understand the context of what we're about to talk about. Cause we're going right. to have a lot of things where the quarterbacks weren't great, the receivers weren't great, the old line. But it's because that's what this kind of day is for. And a day like this is the offense is put under fire. I mean, they they just are. You're going to be more efficient. You're going to have more misses. Your defense is going to win some of those. So there was some back and forth. It was a really good practice, very competitive practice. There were periods I thought the offense did the better job. There was periods where I thought the defense did the better job. And they got after it. And, and, that's, and we saw a lot of different guys making plays. So I, it, overall, I thought it was a very competitive, up-tempo practice. A lot, sure. of, lot of reps. They actually, we actually got a little bit more than we thought, uh, to, to be honest with you, because we were down there with the SID, and he was like, um, we were supposed to end like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> like, I know, because off the period clock. We're only supposed to go 17 today. Yeah, the media yeah. schedule, like if they would have had their full practice, we were supposed to start our interviews at like 940, which yeah. they never started exactly 940. Right. But we were still on the field at what, like 1005, something like that, you know, right around mm-hmm. 10 o'clock anyway. So, yeah, they were a good – 15, 20 minutes where there was no time on the clock because they usually, like you said, they've got the the period clocks counting down all the time, relatively short periods, like five or six minutes or so. But yeah, they had zeros on that clock and they were just running plays out there for a while, shuttling first string, second string offense on. So it was great. We, you know, not only did we get full, we got overtime practice today. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AGI a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune support system, but I hate taking pills. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, which is helping me kick my sugar addiction. In the morning before I get to work, I like getting something healthy in my body. And with AG1, I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves. It's very important for me to get my day started off with something healthy. But with my schedule, it's hard to prepare healthy meals. AG1 is a very quick way to pack my body with all that I need to jumpstart my day in a very healthy way. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing every morning. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. Win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
Go to athleticgreens.com slash Irish. That's athleticgreens.com slash Irish. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Anyway, so let's let's get to it, Sean. Let's start a little bit let's do uh, it. on the offensive side of the ball. All right. Where do you want to start? You want to start with the quarterbacks? Yeah. I mean, Go that's always there? a good place to start, man. You know me, Sean. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty biased. You love quarterbacks. Everybody I loves do. the quarterbacks. It's not, like, it's not like people like to talk about quarterbacks. Or yeah, those are my people right there. <laughs> uh, you know, it was an interesting day, Sean. I thought, obviously, structurally-wise, Tyler Buckner was the one working with the twos primarily today. You had no, the ones. Tom, uh, the ones. Uh, ones, I mean, is what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hartman was working with the twos. We saw a little bit of Kenny, Steve Angeli, a little bit of Kenny Minchie during 7-on-7. Seven seven. But it was primarily Buckner and and um, Hartman today. And uh, I thought today, I mean, I thought today Tyler Buckner had a pretty good day for the most part. When you consider the sessions, I thought late in the practice, there was a couple misses down the field that you'd like to see him hit to some of the bigger guys. I thought he threw the deep ball well early during seven on seven, some other periods. I thought Tyler, t- the fact that Tyler has so much more experience working with this group of receivers was obvious on a day like today. Felt like because yeah, when you're when you're um, going through blitz periods, the, it's such a timing thing, Sean. And that's what the misses mm-hmm. were today from both quarterbacks. It was Sam Hartman getting that out cut out a little too soon, and the receiver's not there. You know, and I think those were some of the misses. The thing I noticed from Tyler Buckner today, Sean, is two things. Mechanically, his feet were in a much more consistent position where he could snap the ball off, or two, he could quickly step away from the pressure. He did a lot right. of that today, stepping away from the pressure. He was Moved his feet he well, was yeah. stepping away, and he was trying to throw, which is the nature of a practice like this. He didn't take off and run a bunch. Um, and you don't really want him to in a practice like this. Hey, step up, try to make that throw. You know, let, let's work on that. But I thought his feet were in good position. And the other thing, too, and this is related to, like, last year's spring and fall camp, some of the video I saw, some of the things that you guys saw, his release point is so much more consistent now. You just don't see those balls. You know how Tyler was last year, even in games. He'd have like one one every five or six throws would just kind of dive right down into the ground mm-hmm. because his his release point would be messed up or he'd cup the ball a little bit too much or you know he 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 just didn't get a real clean release. Much more consistent with his release point today. And so when he was when the ball was driving down, it was like at a guy's upper like lower thigh, not into the ground. Like we've seen right. in the past, it was still a catchable ball. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and that—that right. that was the thing that stood out to me about him is, yeah, just what you said, much more consistency with, with yeah. 
with the way he throws the ball right. on target, much much more on target than well, than last. And, and this and is fall, what we probably. said last year, Sean. It's it's mechanical stuff with Tyler Buckner. Mm-hmm. That that's what it always was. It was mechanical stuff. It wasn't lack of ability. He's just not. He's an inaccurate passer. I mean, I think I thought he showed ball, good ball placement today. Him and Deion Colsey is nothing. Him and Deion Colsey seem to have something. At least they did today. You know, he had he hit him on a gorgeous deep ball that Deion dropped. Uh, if you remember that particular play, but there was two back shoulders where Tyler just throws it up and lets Dion go make a play. Right. One of them was a really low back shoulder throw. Dion made a great catch for him, but it was still catchable. So he clearly has a lot of confidence there. I thought he threw the ball over the middle well uh, today. And then um, where he really missed was a couple times up the seams to tight ends and to Chris Tyree where was really where I thought he missed today. But I thought overall, I thought it was a good practice by Tyler, especially excuse me, considering the type of period today, but you really saw the fact that he has so much experience with the receivers really paying off for him today. Yeah, and it's interesting, like Tyree, and we've mentioned this before on my show, I, I wonder how much when you've got all these other big, big-bodied, big big-target receivers, and then you've got this little 5'9 guy out there, just the yeah. quarterbacks getting used to that difference in size and where that release point needs to be to, to make sure yeah. you're right there with Especially it. down the field in the seam, Sean, to your point. Yeah. Because the thing is, is it's not just that he's 5'9 compared to 6'4. Like, it, you know, Chris Tyree is, let, let's just compare it to the other slots. Let's compare it to Jaden Thomas and Jaden Greathouse. They're 6'1 and a half, 6'2 each. So you're already talking about four to five inches of, of just height difference. Right. And Chris has got sh- much shorter arms than those guys, which is usually the case with a guy who's 5'9 and a half. So it's right. even, it's adding that, just the catch radius is really tight. So when you're gonna when you're gonna throw balls to him down the field, it needs to be balls where he's open. You're not gonna be able to like throw a bunch of balls where you know you've got to he's got to go out play a guy for the ball, and that's gonna be stuff, smart yeah. about usage. A day like today, I'm okay with that because it's hey, read the defense out, get the ball where it's supposed to get to. We'll figure that stuff out later. And then it's up to the coordinators to say we're not gonna ask him to 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 run that route, or we're, the quarterback will know when we're game planning for an actual game, not a practice. That hey, if Chris is covered, if Chris is covered on both sides, then that means we need to be looking away. Somebody else is going to be open, and I think that's something that we we saw from the two quarterbacks. Is uh, Tyler did this a couple times where he would kind of lock in pre-snap. I'm going to go here to the seam, and he he would just kind of stay on it. You know, there's a couple times I thought he threw in a double coverage where he didn't need to throw in a double coverage today. Where it's like, hey, just you know, it's okay. Take that check down, or if that guy's being covered like that, if if he's being ridden by a seam and a safety's coming over, guess what? You that means that safety's coming here. That means there's nobody behind him. Look for those routes over there. Those are things that'll continue to come. But that's that's typical. You know, they're what nine practices in. There's still plenty of practice time left. So you're you're going to have that kind of stuff. And that's the thing I want to warn people about about overreacting to spring practices you got to understand where they are in their development. They're not ready to go play a game on Saturday. This is part of the evolution, so you're going to have days like this. I mean, Tyree is still right. becoming a more full-time right. wide receiver or receiver, right. you know, whatever you want to call him. He's right. been playing running back right. and can line up in the slot every now and then. So. I, I thought he caught the ball well at other times. He, ca- mm-hmm. he caught a post route during um, during RVA where I thought he caught the ball clean. He, he catches the ball. He caught the ball well on the run today. He caught some of the heaters today really well. So he's definitely getting there. Oh, and one of the best throws and catches of the day was Leighton team. And we'll get to Sam Hartman next, but Sam Hartman, I thought threw one of the best balls of the day, it was an outcut to Chris Tyree. Right. And he just put it right there on him. I was like, Oh, that was Down high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it set him up for a score. 
So but he's getting there. He's definitely getting there. But what, some of that stuff, Sean, when you see him, he's he's really quick and explosive. And, and oh, we'll, I know. We'll we'll definitely talk more about him as we get into the season. But Sam Sam Hartman today, Sean, I thought he threw the ball with a lot of velocity. I thought he did a good job of staying poised in the pocket. I just thought today, two things kind of hurt him today. Number one is you could tell he was he was rushing through his reads a little bit too quickly uh, with the, with the pressure. And then the other thing is he just was off the timing of he wasn't inaccurate today as much as the timing was off. Now it's going to, it's going to, the end result is going to be an off target throw, mm-hmm. but the, the off target is, is not because a guy was open and he missed him. It was more of a, I'm throwing this ball on three step three. And this guy's making this cut on step four, like stuff like that, which is going to kind of come from a, a, on a day like this. So I thought those were a lot of his issues. He was getting the ball out. It would look beautiful coming out of his hand and they missed by four feet. Cause he, he got the ball out too soon on the outcut. Right. You know, and those the, the timing today was the bigger issue, which yeah. and I'm just not surprised by. The fact that there were so many pressures and there was a lot of pressure kind of coming up the middle at him, it, it seemed like, which, you know, quarterback's least favorite thing probably is that pressure right in his face. And, right. and too many times we're kind of throwing off the back foot and doing yeah. some of those kind of things. And, you know, I, again, you have to take some of it with a grain of salt because for, for the most part, like you said, good velocity, good fundamentals, and all those different things. It's just yeah. that because of the nature of the practice, he was rushed a little bit too many times. Yeah, and it just missed a couple times on some deep balls. Just there's just yeah. a foot too far. And, and you know what, Sean? I'll say something too. I did not like how the receivers competed for deep balls today. I would agree with that. That I just I didn't think that they were it was a little it, bit like yeah. late in spring maybe attitude. Yeah, no, <laughs> just looked maybe a little heavy legged. But just Lethargic, a couple times where there's yeah. like there was one ball that that Tyler Buckner threw to Rico Flores and he kind of puts his hand up and it hits off of his hand and I'm like, dude, get both of those hands up there. You made that throw look a lot worse than it was. Mm-hmm. That was something that got me. We didn't see a ton from Angeli and Minchie today. You know, Angeli wasn't super sharp throwing the football today. Minchie made a throw today that I loved, Sean Dern, seven on seven. We didn't see a ton of him today, but he made a right. throw where he he drops back and he steps like he's stepping out like I'm going to throw a slide route to my right. And all of a sudden his arm goes like this across his body and he hits an in cut coming inside. And I was like, mm. his body was going one way and his arm went the other way and he hits the guy right in stride. Yeah. That's one of the things that you saw from him in high school film is he can throw. He has the best throwing ability off plat like changing arm angles like Tyler will change arm angles and and it works for him when he's under pressure but sometimes he'll change the arm angle unnecessarily in the pocket and it's just not always natural for him Kenny is natural at changing arm angles it just it's just kind of part of what he does and I thought today was probably also Sean I'm not sure what you thought I thought the ball was coming out of his hand with a lot more burst today and it looks like he's back to getting healthier and healthier and healthier from the shoulder injury. Cause like the ball just wasn't jumping out of his hand the first couple of times we saw him. Mm-hmm. And then the last practice, we didn't see him. We didn't hardly saw him throw at all today in the, in the reps I saw in, in like the quarterback individual. And then during seven on seven, I thought the ball was jumping out of his hand as well as we've seen. And, and I'll tell you what, that kid throws a pretty ball. When Kenny is right, that ball looks good coming out of his hand. Yeah, I mean that's that's what impresses me the most about him is there's there's raw talent there and there's a lot of inexperience there, obviously. But I mean he is an early enrollee, so you expect it. But fundamentally, in just all the things that you're talking about, like you 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 could see a little bit more zip on it mm-hmm. today. 
I, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And look, we're not going to talk a ton about the running backs today, Sean, because it's just not the today was not really a run the football day. I thought they were fine. I thought Audric had a couple nights. He had a really nice bounce cut on a, I won't say what the play call was, but they were running outside, made a really nice jab and burst jump bounce outside for a big play up the sideline. What I know, what I was interested by today is they did a lot with Audric Estime out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Like not just not just like he ran a couple wheel routes and a couple you know things out of the backfield, but also they were lining him up outside and on on, uh, on uh, empty stuff. And you know what I loved? He was actually running crisp routes. Like sometimes running backs was like, okay, I'm running a hitch. I'll just jog down and run my hitch because the balls. I mean, he was like making moves and like I'm like this kid is like legit running routes today. I know. I thought that was very interesting. I, I thought so as well. There were a couple times where they were looking for him down the sideline on, yeah. I can't remember if they were necessarily wheel routes or the, the play that caught my attention from him today was a, uh, a block that he had at the line of scrimmage on Maris Leofout. That was yeah. the one that, uh, that, that caught my attention in, in Some both directions. Pads popping. Yes, they did. Yeah. They did. And they, I mean, I think the most, Maybe the most notable thing, because like you said, they weren't doing a whole lot other than what you were talking about there mm-hmm. with Estimate. Although, I continue to be pretty impressed with just the, just the vision and the balance of Jabron Payne yeah. when he's had some he's opportunities. And yeah, I mean, the strength in his, in his lower half is is really evident. You know, he's able to fight off some tackles and stuff like that. And, you know, he's had more opportunities because a couple of these other guys have, have been injured a little bit. But that's... What I was going to mention as well, Jadarian Price was out there. Now he wasn't doing any of the team stuff. He was there during warmups, but then you know he was wearing the shells like everybody else. But we saw him running some sprints in the end zone along with um, was it a Don Schuler that Adon he was Schuller, running with yeah. over there? Yeah, so they were both running. So that's like a good early sign for them. Yep. And Logan Diggs was back out there today, even though he didn't do a whole lot of. He contact went through individual stuff, stuff yeah. like that. No contact stuff for Logan today, but he was right. running around fine. I mean, there was nothing like yep. on his legs. There's no like wraps or anything like that. He was He's just uh, coming back. So yeah. there's no, you know, yeah. no use in, in it because it's spring. <laughs> yep. Agree. Agree. Uh, receiver. Let's dive to receiver. There's it, there's a very clear number one receiver for Notre Dame right now. It's obvious. It's <laughs> Tobias Merriweather. Yeah. Yes. It's number five. He's and, and look, I I I there was several receivers did some really good things today, and and there's some things that they got to get better at. It was up and down both for them a little bit today, but number five is clearly their best receiver. I mean, just he's he's fast. He's a really precise route runner, especially for a six four guy. He's the most precise big man they've had mm-hmm. probably since Floyd as far as just a route runner. Just a guy that can really snap his hips down and just one, two out of a cut. Yeah. He understands how to manipulate. There was one play, Sean, where it ended up not working because he slipped, but he was about to destroy Jaden Mickey on a corner route. Who I thought Jaden, we'll get to him, but I thought Jaden Mickey had a really good day. But on this particular route, he was about to smoke Jaden on a corner route. Like he released inside with speed. Uh, he snapped off the post, and Jaden was all over the post. And Tobias was about to break off the corner route and just torch him, and he slipped. But he did a really good job today. My only beef with Tobias today was there was a couple times the ball came out late, and he just waited on it. Yeah. That's going to be – there was one time where he had a really nice curl. Like, it wasn't a curl. It was a stop route. Curl route's like your post curl. It's just a 12-yard bam, sink your hips, turn back to the ball. The ball just came out a little late. It was during one-on-ones. 
and he waited on it and it allowed Jaden Mickey to come back and it was a great breakup by Jaden, but you got to step to that ball and attack the football. You don't ever wait on a football like that. You right. step to the football. Right. That's just one of those things that he'll learn. I mean, he's such a, he's so, what surprises me is he's so good fundamentally for a guy that's a, basically in his first spring at Notre Dame mm-hmm. and who's still a freshman in, in college. So uh, he, he, but he's got physical tools, man. He's got really impressive physical tools. For sure. And I, I think that in a couple practice, because really the la- the last practice we have, we didn't get to see a whole lot of him for whatever right. reason. I mean, we obviously we saw him do some stuff, but not like today. I think it was much more evident today. A, a lot of those skills really popped and he, he was he was smooth. He was getting open. <laughs> he was doing all the things that you want a guy like Tobias Merriweather to do. And I mean, and really, it's it's probably it might be the first time we've get you know really gotten yeah. to see close to him. a full package from yeah. him. Yeah, because I mean, they, the last practice they were doing a lot of blitz stuff, but they were trying to run. They were trying to run against the blitz a lot. They were throwing screen right. game. They were just doing different stuff against it. Today, we saw them trying to run more of their stuff, especially during seven on sevens. And, and the one-on-ones, he's impressive. And I'll tell you what else, if not for that drop on that deep post route, we're talking about Deion Colsey having a pretty big day too. I thought that drop kind of overshadowed what I thought was a pretty good day from him. Uh, I thought Deion, the, 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 the play where you saw why I'm so high on Deion, and this is what people need to understand, Deion's a very talented kid. He's running a post route during one-on-ones against Benjamin Morrison, and he just smoked him. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just a pure post. I mean, it, it was a good route. Like, he had a nice little stick at the top, and he broke off the post, but he just ran away from Benjamin Morrison. I mean, just literally accelerated away from Benjamin Morrison. Right. And and he just he just hits him, and he, and he just kind of looked. He took his eye off it at the last second and just yeah. kind of popped up in the air. The finish. Yes. He normally catches those type of balls, but, I mean – you're like, this is a 6'5", 215-pound kid who literally just ran by Benjamin Morrison. Mm-hmm. And 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 he had a couple really nice back shoulders today. The one where he dove back like low on that Buckner throw was like a low-line right. drive, and he broke – I mean, it's a great back shoulder catch. Had another really good back shoulder catch today. A couple times Buckner would get that back shoulder inside too much and allow it to get broken up, but he competed for the ball pretty well today. I, I thought Dion had a really nice day, really nice day today, outside of that yeah, one drop. You yeah. know, I, but those two big boys on the outside, they give this receiver receiving core something. Boy, I tell you what. Yeah, there is there is there is so much upside, so much bright side for that group. I, I think it's going to be I'm that's like if you ask me what I'm most looking forward to seeing probably next week, that's it. You know, seeing those yeah. those wide receivers and oh, really yeah. how they start to flourish. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't pay a lot of attention to Jaden Thomas today, Sean. I don't know if you did as well. Honestly, at the point now with Jaden Thomas where I just kind of know who he is and it's good. Yeah. And so I just, I just, I can't, we know what Jaden brings to the table. He was their best receiver for most of the last month of the season. I, I, I know what he can do. I just didn't, just like I don't watch Joe Alt much. I just kind of already know, okay, that guy's good. Well, let's find out what these other kids have. A guy that I thought uh, had an interesting day was Lorenzo Styles, Sean, because. Yes. During individual. I didn't know when we were going to talk about yeah. this. So, get yeah. Get to it, man. <laughs> so during individual, I'm like, or they're doing routes on air, and I'm and I'm looking, I'm like, where's Lorenzo? Did Lorenzo get because I knew he was out there. I saw him during during warm-ups. I said, did, right. did Lorenzo get hurt already? Like, what's going on? Like, that's weird. <clears throat> and we look over there and he's taking, he's taking, he's doing individual work with the corners. 
And we're like, okay, is it a special teams period? Because, you know, Lorenzo does a lot of uh, punt coverage. He was a, a gunner on the punt coverage team last year. So we thought maybe they're still working on some special team stuff. And look down there, and they're, nope, they're doing ball drills. And Lorenzo's down there taking some reps. Now, my – and then he came back and worked with the receivers. But then he took a one-on-one rep against Braylon James and just yeah. drove him into the sideline. <laughs> it's uh, like – You know, so – even, even for an inexperienced yeah. cornerback at yeah. the college level, like the physicality yeah. that Lorenzo yeah. Styles showed against a freshman receiver was That was impressive. impressive. <laughs> yeah, that was impressive. Now, I don't know if that was more of a, this guy's trying to take my spot, so let me go ahead and embarrass yeah. him a little bit. Maybe but, so. Um, you know, the, the thing – so Lorenzo actually was offered by Ohio State as a corner. He was a pretty good corner in high school. I my my I don't know the answer to this. We haven't got word on why he was playing. Actually, I'm going to send off a text here in a second um, but uh, and ask that question. But so far, I haven't been not told why. My guess is we didn't see Christian Gray today at practice. True. And they were working almost exclusively on nickel and dime. And since Thomas Harper is also out right now from he's not in contact periods right now yet that they they were playing Clarence Lewis and Ryan Barnes took almost all their snaps in the slot. Well, with them in the slot, you're kind of now running low on corners when you don't have Christian Gray. Uh, Micah Bell doesn't show up till the summer. You've got Clarence Lewis and Ryan Barnes working inside in the slot. And, you know, you're you're, you're I wonder if it's almost kind of like a emergency type situation i don't know i'm, I'm just kind of i'm kind of maybe guessing there a little bit or maybe this is a, a something where they're going to potentially do more of it i don't have the answer to that i'll try to find the answer to that but i i did think it was it was it was interesting to say the least because lorenzo's tall he flips his hips pretty well and he, he's fast and you know so and that's the thing you know it, it's obvious that he played in in high school but yeah because you wouldn't know by looking at it, you let this is a guy who's been playing wide receiver yeah. for the last two years. He right. had good technique out there yeah. as a cornerback. And, you know, like you said, he, he's very physical with Braylon James. And what we saw of him, he he moved really well. Yeah. Well, and he was a press corner in high school too, Sean. I mean, he was just a lineup and beat the dude up at the line of scrimmage guy. I mean, so so you'd think that he would be able to do that to a degree. And, and, and Braylon James is a kid that you saw today – Sean, three things from Braylon. He's long, he's really explosive, really explosive, mm-hmm. and he is very raw technical, technically wise. He had he had he was the guy that had the probably the most trouble getting off the line today against press. And this is what we've been saying for a while. Uh, you have to you have to do a but with him. It's it, he's really fast and explosive. You got to find a, a home for him, but you also have to be patient with him because he's got he he's the guy that needs the most work. Rico and Jaden Greatest will talk about. They're very polished guys. They showed up polished. Braylon needs the most work, but when he gets when if if he beats you off the line, Sean, you're done. You have no chance at running with him. He's so fast at six two and a half. He's really fast. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing for him as a freshman is going to be this summer, especially if he's going to have to have a chance to make a dent in the fall he just needs to get a little bit stronger doing the things like what we were just talking about how how Lorenzo Styles was able to be so much more physical than him just just get a little bit stronger and be able to beat some of that press off the line I think that's the biggest thing that I see anywhere agree agree I think getting back to Lorenzo as a receiver today the issue still exists he just does not compete for the ball well enough you know there's a couple jump balls where the ball was slightly inside and he just out allows Isaiah Dunn to outcompete him for the ball and, and get the interception. You know, those are just things where 
you just want to see him be a little bit more competitive when the ball's in the air. Now, uh, the other part, too, is, Sean, is I'm not throwing a lot of back shoulders to Lorenzo Styles. Right. I mean, I'm using him for his speed, not his one-on-one ability. But in a practice like this, you work on those things, and you see what guys can do. But that's the big thing from Lorenzo is he just he just fights the ball too much, or he won't fight for the ball, and he's still he's still he's still in that zone. And I and I don't know where that came from because he was not that way as a freshman, right? But just and I mean, still in his head a little bit. If that's the case, if there if if that's something that's happening more consistently, as you said, we don't know exactly why he was over there playing DB, but that could be part of why it is with the emergence of some of these other guys as well. It could be. We don't know for sure yet, right now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I, I fired off a text message. Hopefully we'll hear something back about whether that was just kind of, because it could just be a situation where it's late in spring. He's our emergency corner. And Let's get him some work. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's played it before. Let's just get him a little bit of work so he can, he can know the basics of what we he, need to do. He did have one little short catch where he kind of had to swivel his head around, yeah. made a nice little play yeah. on the ball. But again, it was uncontested. There was no, he can really do, he can do him. it, yeah. Sean, the tools are there. It's just, it's in his head really. And yeah. and that's just where it comes from. But you know, the receiving court, Jaden Greathouse, I thought has gotten more and more comfortable. He almost made the catch of the day. He lost it late. It was on the, he's running a seam route against Ryan Barnes and right. the ball was really not thrown well. And Jay and Jade, so Jaden was running vertically up the seam and, and Ryan Barnes is behind him and Jaden fought inside and like lays out for the ball and he has it. And then he hits the ground. Ryan Barnes lands on him and knocks the ball out, landed on his head, knocked and the ball came out. But it was a great effort for the ball, and he's a very—he's starting to get more and more comfortable. You could see it today, Sean. He's getting more and more comfortable with the, the the route package and the route tree. They're asking him to run. His route running is really crisp in the slot. He's he's gonna him and Rico Flores both. I thought Rico is a really precise route runner. He didn't he didn't catch the ball great today. Looked like it was in his head a little bit, which mm-hmm. you know it's gonna happen as a freshman. But he's a really good route runner. He's bigger than I thought he was. He. They list him at like six foot and a half. He's a he's a good quarter of an inch to half an inch taller than Lorenzo Styles, and Lorenzo's six one. I think you're right. Yeah. And then his upper body, if you know, did you notice his upper body's really filled out. Like he he does. Rico Flores and Jaden Greathouse do not physically look like freshmen. Braylon does. Braylon's a tall, skinny freshman. Right. Rico and Jaden do not look like freshmen. Physically, do not look like freshmen. They're they're the I. Let's just say I had high hopes for the freshman receiving core, Sean, and it's still early in their careers, but you start thinking, like, I think I'm going to be right about how good I thought that group was going to be. They're not there yet. They're a long way away from it. But when you just watch them run, go do one-on-ones, compete for the football, their confidence as football players, that's a really talented group of pass catchers. Yeah, You can really see the talented. talent there. That's yeah. it's It stands out just watching them at practice. You can see it. Yeah, you love it. And Caleb Smith was not there. The elder Caleb Smith was not at practice today. He's dealing with some personal, uh, personal things, uh, so he was not there today. And uh, don't know when he'll be back. But even without him, you just look at it and say, "Well, this is a this is this is." I mean, Sean, you were there. I'll ask you this. 
Okay. I only know what I saw on video and what people, you know, people sent me a year ago. The quarterback running back room is so incredibly different than it was a year ago. Right or wrong. What, what say you, Mr. Styers? Cause you, you saw it with your own eyes last year and you, you're right. seeing it again this year. I mean, it's night and day different. Like when you think about, okay, you've still got a number 10 out there, but this number 10 is not last year's number 10. There's, there's just, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and again, it, it goes to consistency and knowing where the ball is supposed to be and making quick decisions. And, and that goes for Tyler Buckner as well. He's steps ahead of where he was at this point last year. And even Steve Angeli, it's sitting there in the number three spot is, is light years ahead of where he was last year. And you, you've already talked about Kenny Minchie. So like what? when you look at that full one through four, like it doesn't even look like it would be the same team out there today compared to. Well, let me ask you this, Sean. I mean, look, you've, you've been, you've been around this program as long as I have, if not a little bit longer. I mean, if at some point in time in their careers, any four of these kids are starting quarterback at Notre Dame. I'm not going to be like, oh crap, they're screwed. They're, they're going to be terrible quarterback. Right. And they're all talented kids. And I, and I, I think, Steve Angeli's hold on the number three spot is tenuous. I would I would say it's going to be tenuous as you get into the fall. But you know, because Kenny Minchie's really good player. But to your, mm-hmm. like last year, your number four was was Ron Paulus the third, yeah, who was barely a MAC level quarterback. If we're going to be honest, and and he was hurt a lot. Ron was hurt a lot as right. well. So the, the it's so different, and just the the length. This because think about last year. This time, you you didn't have. Tobias Merriweather, Dion was had a red penny on half the spring, if I remember right. correctly. Uh, Avery Davis got hurt. Uh, was did he get hurt? Just he got hurt in the spring. Fall. In the fall, he got hurt. Joe yeah, about Wilkins, midway through the fall. Joe Wilkins was out for much right. of the spring. You didn't have the three incoming freshmen. I mean, so you, you're talking about there were times in practice last year where you were barely getting through your first team, and all of a sudden you're like, "Well, we're out of receivers now." And it's a whole different animal now. You're talking about eight, nine guys deep, and you're just like, boy, these guys can play. And Matt Salerno had a, a great rep today. Yeah. On a corner route. I mean, again, Matt Salerno's not a he's not a bad football player, but he's clearly sixth, seventh right now. I mean, w- when you're talking about it, this this is such a different looking group. And now you're talking about Rico Flores and Lorenzo Styles out other than Chris Tyree, you're two small guys at this point in time. Right. Because you got a bunch of trees now. You know, last year you had Avery Davis, you had Lorenzo was one of your bigger guys, you had Matt Salerno, you had – I mean, you were a smaller group last year during the spring. This year it's like – it's everybody's like 6'2 plus, it seems. It's an impressed, physically impressive group. They're still learning, but I'll tell you what, Sean, having to go against this group of cornerbacks every single day is going to make these guys you. really good. Yeah, and you I, and I, I wonder how much that has helped those three freshmen that we've already talked about the fact that they do have to go up against these guys because because they and i think you said this they don't look like freshmen right now they they carry themselves with a different confidence the, the and the skill set is obviously there but you know again if you're comparing this year's wide receivers group to last year's with with those three freshmen right now plus moving Tyree to the position plus the year of development the rest of those guys at the top have had Merriweather, Thomas, and Colsey. You know, again, it like it you you wouldn't know that this is the same team that you're talking yeah. about. It's just it's yeah. so much more advanced right now than it was a year. Yeah. 
And they're still a work in progress. You know, they're still work. I thought tight end wise too. I thought we saw some decent things today. The the thing there is the the timing or the I'd say that the quarterbacks and the tight ends were not on the same page today. There's a lot of times where tight ends were breaking one way and quarterbacks were throwing another way. That is the one thing that I saw today where just consistently, hmm, you know, uh, not 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 great. You know, yeah. it, so that was interesting. They were off on the seams. They were just missing high. The quarterbacks were missing high on the seams. But Mitchell Evans and Holden States are very clearly. Uh, talented athletic players mm-hmm. and 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 Holden Stace is really coming along athletically like they were lining him up out wide as almost like kind of that that boundary position today running routes with him and you're right. like he doesn't look out of place Sean I mean, he's a pretty <laughs> athletic kid at 240 240 plus now uh it's an impressive group and you know I'm gonna say this do you know and and, and I think you'll you'll I'm say this for your benefit because I want to get your thoughts on this I'm watching number 23 run around and I'm like is that Justin Fisher <laughs> he looks the part. He does. I mean, just physically, he looks like he belongs here. And then he ran a couple routes and caught the ball. You're like, this kid can play. Like, this kid could find a home someday as like an H-back, fullback type of guy, Sean. He looked – he did not look like – I'll just say this. He did not look like this – and I don't mean this to be disrespectful. He did not look like a stereotypical walk-on football player. He looks no. muscular, athletic. He looks like a kid that belongs in a Notre Dame uniform. That really caught my eye as well today, too, when you start talking about when, that fullback, H-back, tight end, depth chart. Right. And he's the kid who Vince and I, for three years, we called his high school football games when he was the quarterback at Mishawaka. He was an option quarterback at Mishawaka High School here in town. He was he started uh, sophomore through senior year, had a little bit of an injury, um, you know, his, his last – couple of years and his younger brother Brady is actually the quarterback there now but Justin especially his senior year he bulked up like he was he was going to truck you his senior year he he armored up and uh he 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 wanted to be the one delivering blows as the option quarterback and he did that and he is even more rocked up right now and, and you're yeah. absolutely right because now this is the end of his freshman year heading toward his sophomore year and you know it looks like for him from time to time, just, just kind of making sure that he knows all the playbook and all right. that kind of stuff. But you're absolutely right. He does. He doesn't look like they, they no. stuck him in that tight end room just because they don't have a traditional right. fullback. And so if he's in there lifting with, with all those tight ends, you can see why he's as big as he is yeah. right now. He, 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 he's a physical specimen. And, and he moves. That, yeah. Like he, he moves does. well for that position yeah. too, Sean. Like and he's not you some can tell, slouch. Yeah. You can tell he's got option quarterback in his yeah. background the way he yeah. moves with his yeah. feet. It, it was good to see that as we talk about like numbers. You, you got you got three guys that were not typical scholarship players at Notre Dame. Davis Sherwood, who's on scholarship now, but came as a walk-on. Justin Fisher, and then you got Henry Garrity coming in. You're going to have some really good depth at tight end. on, And then you're going to get Kevin Bauman, I saw, was running around a little bit today during during some uh, stretch and different things. You're going to – Eli Raritan's eventually going to get back. You're going to have Cooper yeah. Flanagan in the fall. So they're going to be fine there, but they're a little low on numbers right now. Yeah. And so they're not using the tight end a ton. And I think also a, a point of emphasis this spring is they know they can go 12 personnel. And they ran some 12 personnel, personnel today. No Name's 12 personnel offense is fine. They're spending this spring saying, let's do a lot of 11 because we are low on tight end numbers. We are deep in receiver numbers, and we got to figure out who we have, what we have a receiver. So I think it's smart to have such a greater emphasis on 11 personnel this spring because those guys need more of the work. You know who Mitchell Evans is, right? And you can still get Holden State's plenty of snaps because you only 
you'd only have two tight ends to really for a lot of this. It was pure tight ends. David Sherwood's more of like an H-back type of guy. Justin Fisher's that way. So I think that's been smart too. But I, look, I liked what I saw from the offense today because they competed. Offensive line-wise, they lost some reps, won some reps. And that's right. that's what it was. Uh, there was one particular play. Well, I'll save that for the defensive period. But I, I thought here's how they lined up. Left to right, first group again. It's what we saw last two times, Sean. It's left to right: Joe, Joe Alt, Billy Shroud, Zeke Crow, Andrew Kristoffic, and Blake Fisher. Uh, I did not see Michael Carmody out there again today, so that's three practices in a row we haven't seen him uh, take take reps. I thought the guy that that impressed me today. I thought this was the best practice we've seen from Blake Fisher in the open practices. I thought Blake was really good today. Uh, in one-on-ones, I thought he was pretty good today because he was showing patience as in, the, as in pass protection. That's the big thing. Blake will kind of get a little ahead of himself and get a little you know, reach and miss a guy or get on his heels a little bit too much. He was very patient today, very poised. Uh, just let if, if the rushers want to keep going wide, he's going to keep working out with you and then, bam, hit you late and ride you out. We're having a quarterback. I thought he did a good job. Well, they missed some pick blitz pickups, got some blitz pickups. I didn't think anybody looked necessarily terrible today. I thought overall as a unit they were they they did some nice things. They opened up a couple of big holes, got beat a couple of times. The guard play's got to get better, but again, it's it's April twelfth. But uh, when when Billy Shrouth knows what he's doing, he can move people, and that's that's the thing is he is a physical player. He's just still learning the offense and still learning his technique. That's that's going to be the big thing for him. But he's got you can see you about every third or fourth snap, you're just like ooh okay. That dude's got some talent, you know, because and he <laughs> yeah. knew what he was doing on it's that. There. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm curious to get your take because Joe Rudolph does he's a little bit more creative with in some of his drills than all Harry Heastand was. Like there was a thing where, where they had the big uh the core ball out there, and you know, they you had a guy, you know, kind of doing like a lead block and running into a guy bouncing off the ball. I don't know what, exactly what that was about. I'm yeah. I'm curious. Like, have you seen like w- what you've seen fundamentally? You know your your thoughts on what you've seen from those guys with the new offensive line coach. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing bad. Like you know, I haven't noticed that they they're necessarily doing anything better, but I haven't noticed that they've taken a step back anywhere. And that's it's hard for it's going to be hard for a first year coach in eight nine practices to make his unit look better than the one Harry Heastan coached fundamentally. Yeah. We're going to see more of that in the spring. It, to me, when, when there's mistakes, Sean, it looks more like, hey, you know, this guy wasn't sure what he's doing. He's not sinking his hips. I think, you know, but but we'd see that a little bit last year. So I, I think uh, I, I will say this. It, they, they they do a lot more mo- work work on pulls from what we've seen so far. And that's something that's kind of what they were. It sounds like that's maybe what they were working on with the ball and stuff was the movement stuff. But yeah, uh, somebody asked him, does, is Shrouth, ath- Shrouth athletic enough to be a good pulling guard? Absolutely he's an athletic kid, but he's, he's a redshirt freshman who wasn't, who did not participate in the spring last year because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. He's still just, he's consistency. That's going to be the thing is consistency is just where he's lacking right now. And that's, that's going to be true head, even into the fall, to be honest with you. So um, some of the other guys, I thought Emil Wagner probably had the best practice we've seen of him. He, yeah. he was pretty good today. I thought good movement in the run game, picked up the pressures off the edge really well. He looked a lot more comfortable today, too. He really stood out to me on that second group to me. I thought so as well. I, I thought that, you know, like you said, there was good, there was bad, and the full evaluation is a little tough, just like the last one that we had, you know, that Saturday practice because of the fact that there were 
more pressures and and things like that. It 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 did seem like most of the pressure was coming up the middle, uh, but that also starts with some of those guys on the other side of the ball who have been pretty impressive so far. Yeah. We've seen. I just realized when I took this drink, the insane amount of product placement we've got going on with the IB here. here. Can't tell it's IB, can you? I, I see four different logos yeah. on my screen. Yeah. Right now. No, yeah. Five, I guess. Six. Not intentional. I just, my wife yes. made me a tea or and she logos brought me in the IB spot? mug. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're going to have the ups and downs and you're going against a really good group. And, and that's what you want practice to be. You want it to be a back and forth. You don't want it to be like it was in 2017 where your offensive line is just killing your defensive line every mm-hmm. day. You, you, you really don't want that to be the case. You don't want it to be like like last year. Uh, the offensive line, I thought, from what I've talked to, uh, it was a good back and forth battle. But the offensive line from people I talked to controlled action two years ago the offensive line just got dominated in like every practice that we saw yeah. fall and spring that there's, that's not, that's not an issue with this group. So I haven't noticed anything noticeably different. I haven't noticed them discernibly better, but my, and my expectation was not that they were going to be discernibly better in the middle of, you know, the spring practice. That's going to be more something we notice in the fall. Yeah. Last thing on the offensive line. I didn't see him take a ton of reps today. But a guy that I, I watched during stretch, this is going to sound weird, but you remember when Vince first noticed Joe Alt as a freshman? Mm-hmm. It was during stretch. Like, this guy moves, like, really well. I'm watching Sam Pendleton today go through stretch, and he's doing that, you know, that back, the you know, he's doing, like, the, 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 the plyo type of things, the calisthenics, and he's, like, doing – and I'm like, that kid's, that kid's athletic. Like I didn't anticipate him being him, his feet and flexibility looking like it did today. Watching him go through shirts, and that may seem silly to some of you, but you can you can tell an offensive lineman how well he moves in those type of periods, especially those type of footwork. Because a lot of offensive linemen, Sean, they're just going through the motions. Right, they're just like, look, I'm just getting my stretch on or whatever. And watching him pop his legs back and and show that kind of rhythm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in, in team stuff uh, because he's um. You know, he, he's an impressive looking athlete. He, he really is. And he plays with some, when you do watch him play, he plays with some fire. His technique just needs work. He, he was a tackle in high school. He's getting used to because stuff hits you quicker at guard. And I think he's getting used to that. And that's when, you know, when, when Billy w- or when Sam would have losses, it would be that stuff. And that's the same issue for, for Billy Shroud. Billy was more of a tackle in high school as well, I believe. So just kind of getting more comfortable with that, but that's kind of, those are our thoughts on the offense, Sean. I, I thought, again, some, some good stuff from the offense today. I would say if you had to pick a winner today, it's clearly the defense, but you, you kind of hope that it is based on the type of practice they had. If, if the offense would have dominated today, I'd, I'd be very concerned.